Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle.life and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle.life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? I am great. We're getting into the fall weather, everybody. <laughs> I am so excited for sweater season. Give me all the layers. Give me hot cocoa. I just want to look like a walking fuzzball in cozy comfort. I am not a summer. There is no hot girl summer for me. I am I am cozy fall. I am okay. wool layer fall. All right. <laughs> um, Hibernation spice, fall. Pumpkin spice. Yes. <laughs> I just want to be cozy uh, all the time. All so. Right. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Thank you. All right. So today we are talking about aphrodisiacs, and these are the sensual foods that you can enjoy to spice up your night, at least as the legend goes. We'll talk to you about the sex and science behind aphrodisiacs, and we'll give you some ideas to curate some food fun. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) I tried to do an alliteration and it backfired. Give you some ideas to curate some foreplay food combinations. So... As always, before we get into it, we are not doctors, therapists, or lawyers, and we are not giving out health, mental health, or legal advice. If you are having any health, mental health, or legal issues, please contact professional care or guidance. Also, check out the resources that we provide for further information, as we are just kind of doing an overview of what we've gathered from those materials. And particularly for this episode... Uh, We're going to mention things about libido and supplements and that sort of stuff. So discuss any concerns you have about your libido and sexual function with your doctor before trying any products. And we'll get into some of that um, in just a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what are aphrodisiacs? These are foods, herbs, smells that are to quote from an article by the BBC, which was in the show notes. That's said to increase libido, potency, and sexual pleasure. And you've probably heard of some examples such as oysters, strawberries, chocolate, wine. There's a whole bunch. Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. Lulu showed me this list and it's like 10 columns of tiny, tiny font of a million different foods. Yeah, about six or seven columns. But is it actually real? And in short, no. (laughs) So sorry to burst everyone's bubble, but aphrodisiacs, there is no science about aphrodisiacs, but there is no scientific evidence to support a direct correlation between these foods and increasing libido. So relatedly, you might see things like natural extracts or supplements that advertise increasing libido. And you should be really skeptical about those products because they might actually have adverse effects on the body. So if you're interested in taking some type of product like that, definitely talk to your doctor about the safety of that product and how it's going to work with your body um, because they're not all created equal and many might actually hurt your body. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, so there are... All right. So I know we said... The science doesn't support a direct correlation between foods that are aphrodisiacs and libido. But there are some foods 
that might have indirect benefits for mm-hmm. sex. And these are foods that help with blood flow in a similar way to Viagra, although obviously less potent than the actual <laughs> medication. <laughs> you you can't take like you can't drink a glass of wine and then be like, ah, it's the exact same thing as Viagra. It's not. No. <laughs> so Viagra relaxes uh, the blood vessels and improves blood flow. And in fact, Viagra was initially being developed for like a heart medication. And then this discovery that it increases blood flow to the genitals (laughs) and gives you good boners was a happy accident. (laughs) So um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it has changed the lives for many people, but it does have weird side effects too so you know be careful with it don't don't use it before you're like before you actually need it and again that's something you need to talk to about with your doctor for sure (laughs) so foods that contain l arginine i'm gonna hope i said that correctly (laughs) which is an amino acid so these foods would include uh pumpkins walnuts and beef get converted into nitrous oxide in the body and allow for increased blood flow. Other foods that do this are those that are high in omega-3s. So salmon, avocado, and other foods that are high in omega-3s have a similar effect. Hmm, no wonder my husband is always jumping after me after he eats salmon and avocado salad. Right? What like, that? I love what? salmon and I love avocado, and now I know why. Hmm. There we <laughs> are. A little bit um, of something behind that. Exactly. So... You can incorporate some of these foods into like a sexy food tasting before getting into it. But we'll talk a bit about the placebo effect and some of that stuff in just a second. (laughs) So another, uh, I guess, chemical in food that helps with blood flow is Q-certin? Q-certin. Okay. All right. Q-certin. There we go. And it's a pigment found in plants that Again, it's thought to have a lot of health benefits, including anti-inflammatory properties, which is what helps improve blood flow. So foods like apples, berries, red wine, garlic, and dark chocolate have Q-certain in it. some garlic. I know. Although garlic right before you have sex, I think, would be... Uh... <laughs> well, you know, if you put it on top of that salmon... Brush your teeth first, though, right? <laughs> Like, sure. maybe That's maybe choose choose some parsley before you go to town <laughs> with a mouthful of garlic. Because like, I love garlic, I do, and like one of the reasons I'm kind of happy that I'm single is I could just eat stinky, good tasting foods all the time, and who cares? But you know, garlic, like you sweat that out through your pores. It's <laughs> So just use it in moderation. Let's be yeah. moderate about it. Yeah, yeah. You sprinkle um, it all the time, you're always going to feel that kind of something, right? Exactly, exactly. However, so like while these do have the side effect of like opening up the blood vessels and, and all that's good stuff, it only people who have compromised blood flow would experience mm-hmm. any of the obvious benefits. And this is according to Lori Wright, who is the spokesperson for the U.S. Academy of Nutrition and Dietetic. Um, And she's quoted in the BBC article that I've been referencing. 
So if you have healthy circulation already, you probably wouldn't see any direct benefits um, from eating these kinds of foods in terms of uh, sexual function. Uh, These are all healthy foods. So (laughs) there are other health benefits that come with it. So some foods may have some benefit for sexual function, like getting the parts to physically wake up. You know, that's what happens when you have that uh, increased blood flow. But what about libido, right? That's what we think of when we hear the term aphrodisiacs. These are going to be the foods that make us horny. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, you know, you want to eat that dark chocolate and then ooh la la. Um, And then for the ooh la's. Can you hear that ooh la la sound? Sure do. Let's go. Ready. So, unfortunately, as I previously stated, there is no evidence that a single food heightens sexual arousal or desire. So, unfortunately, like, eating that dark chocolate won't make you a sex god. (laughs) But... <laughs> Could you imagine like that's your superpower? Was you just eat like the, was that the desired response? Like with this one piece of chocolate. It's going to be on. Yeah. I, wish on. It, I wish it was that easy. However, I there know. I don't know about that one. I don't know because that seems a little bit dangerous actually when you think about it. Because that's true. Imagine if you just had one square and like you're just going <laughs> every Everything is sensual. Everyone starts looking good. Yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe it shouldn't Ooh. be that easy. I don't know. <laughs> I have a little complex. Definitely. So, okay. So I know I just said that typically there's not a connection. There is an exception to that, mm-hmm. which is alcohol. So there is a link between <laughs> alcohol... So alcohol does increase arousal and like I definitely know that effect. Okay. Uh, one drink Laura is you know is good. <laughs> two, 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 two drink Laura is a little buzz. Three drink Laura is very th- flirty. Very flirty. All right now y'all heard it here. Just saying. But I also don't drink that much so I could just have a low tolerance. Um <laughs> Yeah, but usually, like, the rare occasion I get that third drink, I'm like, a lot of innuendo jokes start happening. All right. Um, I think I'm really funny, but I, I don't see know about this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lulu, when we see each other in person. Uh-huh. You have three drinks. Wait. Yes. I'm telling you, I get, chocolate, but okay. I get funny <laughs> and I get flirty. <laughs> but there's also a link between alcohol and performance issues. So whiskey dick and whiskey clit <laughs> are real. Okay. There's no shame if you've you've overconsumed and you're having difficulty getting into the moment now and having difficulty it. with arousal. Like it's not overconsumed that... and are you underperforming? It's okay. Like all right, nurse your hangover, feel better, try again tomorrow when you didn't drink so much. Give me um, a rain check. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. Also, just like as a PSA, which, you know, I feel like we should say, if you are drunk, you cannot consent to any form of sex or foreplay. So please drink responsibly. Uh Watch out for your friends. Like, you know, if something's if someone's getting a little wild and there are predatory people around, you know, keep an eye on them. 
to make sure they're they're safe. Um, And if you are in a situation with a drunk partner, do not engage in sex with them because they cannot consent. So you also have that responsibility not to take advantage of a situation. Say no to drunk sex. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Nobody wins in that scenario. Yeah. So one alcohol that has this connection is red wine. And it's partially because red wine possesses that Q-certain that I talked about before. And in this article, they were talking about that it's also part of the Mediterranean diet, which is largely plant-based. It's low in sugar, cheese, and meat. So it has a lot of like good fats, healthy foods in there. And according to Michael Kreikman, he's an obstetrician and gynecologist, and he says that those who lead a holistic and healthy lifestyle with diet and exercise tend to have lower stress and better sex lives. So mm. if you are taking care of your body <laughs> and giving drinking it good food wine. and drinking red wine, which I was not really a red wine person. And then I, uh, I asked a friend of mine, I'm like, I like my wine to taste like grape juice. I don't mm. want it to taste like alcohol. And then she's like, oh, you'd like Piscato. And I'm like, great. I had it and I liked it. That will get me to three drink Laura very quickly. All right. Now, just get us a bottle. We're here. Yep. Do it. Yep. Yep. I have trashy wine tastes and uh, <laughs> that's that. I'm just accepting me. <laughs> As we all should. Good job. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're eating well, you're exercising. That's getting likely enough getting enough sleep, um, engaging in good things for your mental health as well. You're going to have a more um, enjoyable sex life with yourself and with your partners. Bravo. So what if you've eaten aphrodisiacs and you actually did feel an increase in arousal? Well, this could be something called the placebo effect. And a placebo effect means that there is a beneficial effect that cannot be traced to the placebo, which is a drug or food or, you know, some other type of thing, traced to the placebo itself, but it's really the person's belief in the effectiveness of that treatment or drug or food. So in short, if you believe that the food will make you horny and you feel horny after eating that food, it was your belief in the food not actually the food itself. Boom, bam, boom. Exactly. So you can do some, you know, cool activities with food and try some different things. And as long as you're not allergic to the food or have some other medical reason not to consume an aphrodisiac food, um, there's not really harm in trying it and just seeing what happens. So, you know, if you have concerns, of course, talk to your doctor. But like, if there's really no reason that you can't eat the food and you just want to try to see what it's like, okay. <laughs> it's not it's not crazy. I mean, and I think when we talk about that, you know, to go back to our, our favorite thing, lube, <laughs> with all the um, flavor kinds, those food kinds, those arousal ones that have like that cool mint or mm-hmm. um, different flavors that when you apply it, still edible so we're still getting that 
aphrodisiac effect in the food, in that lubrication. You have that mint feeling that's getting you some really great sensations when you apply to the clitoris or a nipple or things like that. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that, in quotations, food on food thing, but different lubrications that we do sell do have that, you know, added thing that'll make you go, woo, in a great way. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, as Lulu was saying with flavored lube, great for oral sex. And it comes in like aphrodisiac flavors like strawberry, chocolate. Um, I think you said there's like an apple pie one, right? Yeah. And they have that. Um, they have cool mint. System Joe has a sex on the beach one. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, a, yeah. like a liquor kind of one that is a liquid flavor. So they have a couple of those that taste really great. Um, yeah. So, so you can have like a lube tasting party, like oh, an, yeah. oral, an oral sex lube tasting party that has those aphrodisiac flavors. Yeah, so so you can play around with it, even if it's like technically the science doesn't support that. Mm-hmm. If you and your partner are having a sexy time while that food is present, you're gonna have some sexy okay. time later. Sure. Like it's you know that doesn't negate that doesn't that negate. happen. Mm-hmm. So. And actually, this is a great segue um, because there's also things like edible panties, right? Yeah. Um, so you would want a product that doesn't contain glycerin um, mm-hmm. because you don't want that to irritate the vulva. Yeah. But, you know, if you if you get those, you can eat them off of your partner. And that's, Ooh. of course, very sexy. And you can also use other foods like whipped cream although you have to be now be in new york you have to be 21 to buy whipped cream (laughs) yeah i guess people were um i don't know what they were doing but um turning it into is that is that whippets i I don't you know i'm i don't i just just saw this new story about people putting the um nyquil on a chicken so i'm like i don't know the world is a mess. <laughs> yeah, I did see the NyQuil chicken today, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I want the chicken to go to sleep. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I fall asleep after eating chicken anyway. I don't need NyQuil <laughs> to help with that. Uh, <laughs> and like, I, I don't, and I don't know how. I think, I think whipped cream can be used for whippets, but I don't understand how it works. And I wasn't experimenting with drugs when that would have been. <laughs> feasible and now i'm like i'm too old neither, to know neither me neither. yeah and i'm like i'm i'm too i'm too old to indulge in anything oh so. my <laughs> gotta say seasons not old <laughs> okay so if you're 21 plus apparently you can spray a little of that whipped cream on your partner's sensitive parts like the vulva mm. um the nipples the penis and of course lick it off you don't want to get it inside the vagina or, um, you know, inside the penis at all because it can upset the pH balance. It might uh-huh. sting and be uncomfortable, causing yeast infections and a whole bunch of yuckiness. So use it sparingly. Absolutely. Same thing could go for chocolate sauce. Apply where desired and lick it off. Get some of those protective sex sheets for your bed. Yes. Yes. So and messy. So messy. Absolutely. And you might want to shower after playing with food because <laughs> that can get messy it can start to smell weird so like use it as foreplay before the main event maybe shower off a little bit yeah, hit the party to the shower so we can get a little bit off and you know 
yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever we up to at this point but yeah absolutely and then this is kind of an aside and maybe we'll do like a a larger episode on this because i i don't know i find the science behind this interesting sexy sense so we do have sensitive noses yes and certain kinds of natural odors and artificial order odors are reported to be more attractive yeah and actually i had a friend who did research on this where you had to go around and smell different tea like t-shirts that had been worn by participants for like a week or something Ooh. oh no um, i can't do that my nose is too sensitive uh, it it after a certain <laughs> point like when you're smelling people's bo it's like huh but you do but you can like rate certain smells as more attractive than others it's very strange but sometimes like and it's related to like a whole bunch of different things but like immune function and facial symmetry and a whole bunch of stuff anyway we can get into that at another time but i just wanted to point out some sexy scents that people might like so in a study by hirsch and gus from 1999 as explained in an article by Dr. Mark D. Griffiths, um, smells that caused the largest increase in vaginal blood flow were candy, cucumber, baby powder, pumpkin pie, lavender, and chocolate, which is pretty interesting. And uh, I smell some chocolate. Mm. Me too. And pumpkin pie. I'm not quite so sure about some of the other ones. Um, um, <laughs> uh and then in another book mentioned in the article called sex on the brain by daniel amen uh-huh. he explains that essential oils such as jasmine rose patchouli peppermint clove sandalwood lemon and chamomile and bergamot are also related to you know sexy smelling things right. Uh, sandalwood can be very sexy smell bad. oh yeah i love sandalwood and love and clove i love, I love yeah, clove. a lot of men's deodorants and their soaps have that kind of yeah yeah for sure i oh, have no. native deodorant i love native deodorant and they have one that's like amber and clove okay. or okay. amber and something so amber is another like really sexy scent and i've also seen vanilla come up in a lot of different articles mm, yeah yeah. And you feel, you know, just you can slow down. Yeah, like smell yeah. is one of our most powerful senses and it's connected to memory. So like if you smell a certain thing in the air that you smelled in childhood, it will like take you back to that memory really easily. Smell is very Very important (laughs) so Lulu, do you have like any favorite perfumes or scents that you like to have um that either make you feel sexy or that you like to have i guess wafting in the room you know to be honest like not really sometimes it just it'll just be different sometimes i'll just smell something and i'll just uh, a feeling will come over me Mm -hmm. i'm more like you know a nice eucalyptic okay makes me just feel grounded Mm. and i just love it and it makes me feel like i can just do that like just take a deep breath and i can succumb to being taken advantage of (laughs) (laughs) yeah it puts you it decompresses you a bit it puts you in like a good headspace and then you're just like come over (laughs) 
Oh my God. So many. Uh, mm-hmm. I tend to like, like basic, like warm and spicy and mm-hmm. sweet scents. So some of my favorites, uh, tobacco vanilla by Tom Ford. I really liked tobacco scent. Like I have a million mm-hmm. tobacco scented candles of all different brands and I love them all. Mm-hmm. I think, I think my like secret aesthetic is like smoking lounge <laughs> or something because I just really like that pipe smoke mm-hmm. smell. Um, I know, right? Look, I going back to cloves. I mean, that was when I when I used to smoke once in a while. Cloves, like like a sixteen year old boy, clove cigarettes. (laughs) 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 But I love them because they tasted good. They smelled good. All right. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to be missing them now. (laughs) But like my Burberry Black, which has jasmine, candied rose, amber, and patchouli. I'm not a big fan of patchouli by itself, but if it's mixed in with other stuff, that's perfect. YSL Black Opium, which is black coffee, white flour, and vanilla. Mm -hmm. And then anything by the company Killian. I love, love anything from Killian. It's just, oh, God. Amazing, amazing. So, is it amazing? It's super amazing. (laughs) It's, in fact, the most amazing. (laughs) Yes, for the amazement. (laughs) I get, I get, I get nervous, and then I lose all of my thesaurus words. (laughs) We have fun here. We do. We do. So before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts about sexy foods or sexy scents? I mean, so, you know, I just think that we shouldn't put so much on what they're saying it is or what they're saying it's not. Listen, mm-hmm. if the thing works for you, go with it. If you smell that smell of some freshly baked double chocolate cookies, that was not really good. Mm-hmm. And that makes you feel tingly. Well, go for it. If you go into a cigar bar and smelling all that does it for you, then go for it. Have fun. Consent. Try some of those lubes. Like some of those tingling, cool mint ones. Woo. Yeah. Like, all right now, I can feel it in my toes. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, it's not an episode if we don't mention our three-part series on Lube. Please check out our three-part okay. series on Lube. <laughs> Get it. Absolutely, yeah. As long as it it's something that works for you, it's not causing you harm, yes. go for it, right? Um, and, you know, setting a, a an aesthetic or an environment or an atmosphere also helps with you know getting into the mood so if you have some favorite scents and and that makes you feel um makes you feel sexier along with like music that's gonna turn you on and eating something good that turns you on it all works right and like yeah lulu i think that's was such a good thing that you said as long as everyone's on board and consenting to it go for it go for it 
Go and for it and have fun. Sure we clean up after. <laughs> yes, definitely clean up after. <laughs> all right, everyone. So that's all for this episode of Mindful Sex Ed. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please email us at podcast at tickle.life or DM us on social media. We are Mindful Sex Ed Podcast on Instagram and Mindful Sex Ed Pod on Twitter. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. Um, reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are particularly helpful in getting us out there. Sharing is caring. And it's free, so make sure you follow us, especially on Spotify. So hit that follow button. We appreciate you. Yes, yes. Please, please do that. And share our episodes to anyone you think would love to listen to us. We want to get to know you. We want you to spread the word. So help us out. We'd absolutely appreciate that and love that. (laughs) And lastly, check out all of the podcasts on the Tickle.life network and visit Tickle.life for all of your mindful sex needs. Goodbye, everyone. And we will see you next week. Bye.